Blog Talk Radio. Knowledge is being buried. Truth is being hidden. Schools where truth and knowledge are supposed to be exposed are being covered by nepotism, favoritism, politics, and racism. And Africans continue to suffer at the hands of this oppressor. How could something like public schools go so bad, so quickly, in front of our very eyes? Maybe because it was never what it seemed to be. Let's unplug our minds from this racist matrix and find wisdom, knowledge, and truth in the mind beneath the school with your host, Mama Adana Aina Aluwasi. Psychological battles that we're fighting against white folks. We won one. They told us that we should hate Malcolm X. We dumped that. Thank God. (laughs) Now, the second battle that we're now fighting is whether or not we will have the right to use the terms to decide how our movement is going to go. They don't want us to use black power. I got news for them. Because what black power was supposed to do was to start bringing black people together under a slogan that everyone understood. But what in fact is done is it's organized white people and their Negro allies. Right. <laughs> now, we have to talk about the rebellion in Chicago. And we have to say, you see, Richard Daly, baby, don't you put none of our boys in jail and charge them with treason because you deserve to be charged with treason. You deserve to be charged with treason because any time you force people to live that way, you deserve to be charged with treason. You are guilty, not us. You are guilty. Yes, we have to start putting the blame where it belongs. We've got to stop saying we lazy because, baby, it's our sweat that built this country while they ride around and... We have to stop saying that we are apathetic because I'm going to find that word for you. Apathy means that you won't work on a program that I tell you will help you. (laughs) 
because, baby, when college students leave a good job and go to Mississippi to organize their people, that ain't hardly apathy. And when people get together in what? And in Chicago and organize the rebellion, that ain't hardly apathy. Now, these liberal congressmen got up the other day on television and they said to the North Vietnamese, now listen, fellas, we have been for you all the time, but now if you mess We have been for you all the time, but if you mess with our racist fellas, we're going to have to take care of you. That's what he was saying. That's what Church was saying when he said, I am begging the North Vietnamese not to bother our pilots because you're going to ask us to bomb you. He ought to be talking to this racist country and telling them not to bomb Vietnam. That's what he ought to And you have to watch the way it operates inside this country. Because what they say to us is that we are for you, but don't forget your 10% of the population. And if you get smart, we'll wipe you out. Now, if we talk about true equality, then we have to move to a position where we can define. Thank you, my friend. We have to tell our black brothers who are graduated from colleges, that to be successful is not to get a job with IBM or Wall Street, but we have to define success for them, and we have to say that to be successful is to come back into your community and... We 
to tell them that Rockefeller ain't never lifted a finger in his life, and neither did Bobby Kennedy. And neither did Bobby Kennedy. And the reason that we are the way we are is because they did it, not we ourselves. We are not inherently bad. You have oppressed us. You went to Africa with the Bible. We had, we had, we had the land. When you left Africa, you had the land. We had the Bible. Now we have to explain to our people that this individual nonsense cannot do for us, because they will preach that individual nonsense. And we will believe it and keep integrating their Wall Street. We have to make a new slogan. One people, one voice. And we have to move as a people in our neighborhood to control. We have to stop reacting. And we have to become aggressive. We can no longer stand up and beg anybody for a victory or a concession. Because I'm here to tell you that if you beg a man for a victory, he gives it to you. It's his victory, not yours. where the battleground is going to be, how the war is going to be waged, and when we win the victory, remember, to the victor belongs the spoil, and we're going to take it all. Oh. <laughs> That's why black people have to organize independently, and even if they decide to move into one of the major parties, we will be together as black people. And we have to be together whether we like it or not because the only reason we are oppressed is because we're black. And that's why our rallying cry Welcome to the Mind Beneath the School with your host, Mama Donna Aina Alawasi. Thank you for spending this time with me. I just had to open up with that now. Uh, before we even get started, we're going to do our libation and thank the ancestors for this time that we are spending together on this Tuesday evening on the 23rd. We call upon our ancestors far and near, fathers of our fathers, mothers of our mothers, to bear witness to what we have done and by their example to continue to inspire us toward reclaiming our African minds, regenerating our African spirit, liberating our homeland, and reclaiming our greatness as a people. We pour this libation to bring into our midst the venerable African spirit, radiating their great wisdom, courage, dedication, and unyielding commitment to victory by any means necessary. It is in the honor of our Creator, our ancestors, our children, and their children that we pour this libation. For the Creator and the various manifestations of the Creative Spirit, we pour libation. For our esteemed ancestors who laid the foundation for human civilization and who provided the wisdom by which we live and the models by which our lives are guided, we pour this libation. For our esteemed ancestors who have suffered the atrocities and horrors of the Mayapa and yet demonstrated the victorious power of the African spirit against adversity by maintaining their dignity no matter the cost, we pour libation. And for those ancestors who survived and made it possible for us to be here today to continue on their valiant struggle for African liberation and vindication, we pour libation. 
and finally for our children and their children and future generations of Africans to come, that they too in their time will vindicate our race from all adversaries that continue to imprint upon the world the great genius of African humanity, we pour libation. May the venerable African spirit engulf this occasion to reaffirm our African spirit. And it is done. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Once again, good evening. We open, not open the show. Uh, sorry for that little pause. I still had the mute button on, sorry. But I opened the show with uh, Brother Kwame Tory, before that known as um, Stokely Carmichael. And uh, I just missed the 60s. I just wanted to do a little rewind and just hear a voice from the past, you know. Uh, I think the uh, most important thing, you know, is he was the speaking of, of what we must do once we graduate from college. And it isn't necessarily talking about Africans who graduate from college necessary to go out there and get a good job. Making money is always important. But we must find a way uh, to give back and to bring those with us as we move forward so that we leave nobody behind. You know, we have nice sayings, each one teach one, you know, uh, teamwork makes the dream work and all of that, you know. But we really have to do it. You know, I'm, I'm, there's one thing about the 60s that I, I don't miss. I'm tired of marching and I'm tired of sayings on T-shirts and, and cute sayings that, that make us feel good, you know, whether we be in the, on the street talking revolution or we in church. You know, God is good all the time. You know, it, it, we need to actually start putting these things into motion and to actually not just say it, but to show in our lives how we are doing it. Having said that, I just, you know, just listening to the 60s, it just brings all that back, especially with this election, you know, on this day, this evening, they are the GOP, the grand old party, with all those jerks that's trying to be president, uh, vying for Nevada right now, and let's see who comes up. And it looked like Trump is going to win again. And I'm going to tell you, everybody can sleep if they want to and say, oh, ain't nobody going to vote for Trump. He ain't never going to be president. That's what they said about Hitler. That's what the Jews said about Hitler. They sat right there and watched that man. Oh, well, you know, who's going to let that happen? Who going to, you know, let them take our shops? Okay, well, 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 they're not going to break up our families. Well, 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 they broke up the family, but 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 they'll be all right. They're going to a better place, and we'll be there with you in a minute. And before you know it, all y'all remit at, at concentration camps. Now, everybody can fool around if they want to with this with this nut, with this nut who who has been saying anything that he wants to say. I mean, he has gone from the sublime to the ridiculous. And everybody, and everybody just you know, and 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 he has struck fear. I think that's the thing that's most disturbing to me, is that he has actually struck fear 
in the hearts of his own people. Conservatives are afraid of this man. And people are rallying around him in droves. And they talking about building a wall, and I'm telling you, the next rhetoric is going to be everybody is suspect. They're going to be banging on everybody's door, just like what happened in Germany. This is this is how it started, with some nut, but people were feeling oppressed. They were feeling used. You know, they the white folk that put up with a with a black man for eight years in the White House. And I guess this is this is the end result of it. And if we don't get out and vote the same way we voted for Obama, we must cast a vote now. Now I don't like the who we we have there for our choices. I'm not crazy about Hillary. And Bernie, I like what Bernie says. Bernie's old, and he looks tired. I say, well, he's just getting started. And he's looking tired and old. But right now, unless somebody steps up to the plate, you know, and I'm looking at all parties now. I'm looking, you know, I am not just throwing my weight to the to the Democratic Party, but unless somebody steps up to the plate that is really viable, that is really addressing our agenda, because our agenda must be met. Our agenda must be met. But the point is is that we have to vote. Sitting up there telling my niece and my sister the other day, I said, I am not going to wake up one day. Uh, the, the election is on Wednesday, and on Thursday, somebody banging at my door, getting ready to put me on the bus and have me back down south picking cotton. Because I get that feeling. I am not going back to being no slave. And with this man, that is exactly what his plan are, plans are. He's not worried about black people. He knows we're not going to vote for him. He knows this and doesn't care. And the people who are, are with him, they don't care neither. And so we have to make an agenda, and we have to make that agenda. People care about our agenda. My personal thing is education, but everybody, economics, living conditions, government, you know, with the, uh, subsidies, wages, employment, the whole thing. We have to put together an organization and put together an agenda so it can be presented. Because this, this election right here is going to be a hoot, and it's just getting started. Okay, I understand everything I want to say about what's happening there with that election. I can't. Um, what's been happening in Philly that deals with education, city council met on Thursday, and the Joint Committee on Education and Housing, Neighborhood Development, and the Homeless, and that's one heck of a joint committee. I mean, they, they just clumped everything together, education and housing, Neighborhood development and the homeless. That be that as it may, they were supposed to meet yesterday, and they canceled the meeting. And uh, this meeting, I, I want to see when it's going to be uh, reconvened. It was a hearing to discuss feeding the 
uh, needy children or children probably who were on the uh, free lunch program when schools are closed due to whatever emergency, which is very important. How are these children, if in fact they are able or are eligible for free lunch, what is it that we're going to do uh, for them when uh, school is closed uh, during the week, uh, you know, due to an emergency and kind of caught all the families off guard? Okay. Um, I was supposed to go to the uh, TCO, uh, which is a Philly community of leaders, Philadelphia community of leaders, meeting today at 440, um, which is the uh, Board of Education headquarters. They were having a meeting. Uh, the Education Committee was having a meeting at 440 to discuss the Education Summit they didn't give a date for it, but it's in 2016 this year sometime. Um, it was horrible outside today. It was pouring down rain, and I take the bus. So I didn't make it. But as soon as I get, I'm sure that on the uh, Philadelphia Community of Leaders uh, website, they will post exactly what the uh, uh, what the re- end result was of the meeting. It was from 5.30 to 7.00. I posted it on my um, webpage, The Mind Beneath the School, and um, I will be posting different meetings that they have from time to time, ones that deal with education. And I'm so happy that these uh, folks do have a uh, the Philadelphia Community of Leaders, which is a wonderful organization, which is where I intended and do intend on laying down my agenda, the agenda that that I have for education. And they have, uh, if you're interested, they have different committees, neighborhood committees, uh, economic committees, and it's it's run by some very uh, illustrious Africans in Philadelphia, Uh, Brother Michael X, Brother known as Michael Cord, um, lawyer uh, extraordinaire uh, out of Philadelphia. You have uh, Brother uh, Rahim Islam, who is actually uh, the convener of, the, of these uh, uh, committees and is the CEO, along with Kenny Gamble, of Universal Companies and uh, many others who are, you know, dedicated to this cause. And, and so uh, join up. It's right there online, PCO, P-C-O-L, Philadelphia Community of Leaders. And uh, join a committee, make a donation. And get involved. Write your your agenda down. And it could be a personal agenda. It could be a personal agenda. You may have problems with with whatever in your community, in your neighborhood, with your neighbors, with your your neighborhood school, with your neighborhood businesses. Maybe, you know, they they, they stay open late at night, you know, and and there's a whole bunch of, of, of bad element there. Uh, doing whatever it is that that uh, young folks shouldn't be doing, and uh, make up an agenda, and and bring it on down there, and I, and it will get addressed. Okay, um, that's it for around town. Um, today, this evening, we're going to discuss homeschooling. Um. African-centered homeschooling. You know, you have charter schools and you have private schools and Catholic schools. 
Quaker schools, Freedom schools. You have, uh, and of course, the 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 all in all public schools. But you can you also have homeschooling, and that's a term you know even uh, you know uh, 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 I, I guess the most famous homeschooled has been Tim Tebow. Remember. <laughs> the one who tried to be quarterback here in, in, in Philadelphia, and he was homeschooled up until uh, he graduated from high school, from homeschooling, and then went on to college. Um, homeschooling is becoming a viable and uh, uh, popular alternative to sending children to school. If you've got a real problem with your neighborhood schools, if you don't like what they are teaching your children in these schools, if you don't like the element uh, in the in the public schools, which many don't, you know the violence and the the the, the language and the just the, the 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 overall apathy that you receive from the uh, administration at times. I'm not saying that that happens at all schools, but if that has been your experience. Homeschooling may be a viable option for you. Um, there are, and to do it African centered, especially if you want to teach your children the African centered curriculum. You know, different people uh, keep their children home for different reasons. Some are religious. You know, uh, uh, they want to have time to go over whichever religious uh, 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 sect that they, they belong to, and, and they, they find that it can only be done at home. Um, and African-centered schools, if, in fact, you want your child, uh, which I totally agree with, to be raised in an African-centered uh, uh, way of life, because African-centeredness is a way of life. Just like religion, you know, whether it's Jewish or, or, or Catholic or Quaker, it's a way of life. It's, it's a way of how you look at things. And when you are raised that way, and then you are not only raised that way, but you are schooled that way, then that is the way you will perceive the world. Which is exactly what I've been talking about all this time with this program. Before I move on, uh, I'm your host, Mama Donayin Halawasi. If you just want to phone in and you have something that you want to share, the number is 516-418-5575. Again, you know, call me up if you're up now, 516-418-5575. The topic is African-centered homeschooling. Um, to continue... You it and, and it isn't like you're inventing this wheel. This wheel this 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 wheel has already been invented and has been in motion for some time. And uh they have curriculums online that you can buy. Uh I personally uh recommend the Kamali Academy. Uh that's uh capital K A M A L I Academy. I'll be putting that on the Mom Beneath the School on my Facebook page. Uh just plug in the Mom Beneath the School and it'll come right up. Um 
uh, on 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 my Facebook page and uh, all the information. And uh, this academy gives you uh, this is an African centered uh, homeschooling curriculum, and um, it is prepared by Samori Kamara. Uh, and um, it goes from K to 12. It takes you from kindergarten all the way to the 12th grade. I'm going to share with you one grade. I'm, I'm going to pick ninth grade just because it's my the grade that I teach. Um, one of the grade my favorite grades to teach. Um, the first thing, however, before we even deal with curriculum, because forty dollars will get you the curriculum, and uh, and getting started, you know. Um, the first thing, however, is that it's not it's it's not that simple, because basically what you are doing is taking the place of a school. So you are becoming the school to your children. A certain amount of discipline must be shown for that. Okay, I I just want to make sure that we clear. Rising them up now, there's 24 hours in a day. So whatever works for you, whatever works for you, if in fact you, you may have a job and you may not be able to do a lot of things while you are at work, so you may have to work out something with the neighbors or maybe have a collective group. You know, during the open hours when things are available to you and have a group in your maybe your neighborhood or your family. You know, somebody said, well, I can't do it. I got to work, but we're all going to contribute. You do it, you know, aunt so-and-so or cousin so-and-so, you know, and or you know, uncle this and that, and you you handle that, you know, and 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 teach our children. We're going to set everything up for you. However, it works. That's the the nice thing about homeschooling is that you could do it however it is that you want to do it. You know, once you fill out the papers and register and make sure everything, so your children get the proper credit, so that when in fact you are ready to move them on, if in fact that is your or their desire, or your, you know, you have come to this conclusion that they will be going to college, or trade school, you know, or post-secondary, whichever it may be, that their credentials and their credits will be intact, and they will be able to move on. Um, so setting that up, buying the materials, books, school books, whichever grade that you're talking about, having the materials there, pens, pencils, the whole thing. Crayons, because like I said before, a board, you know, something to write on, you know, poster board, whatever, whatever works. And a strong desire. Okay. Um, Secondly, the thing that a lot of people find difficult or that they, you know, grappling with is the social aspect. You know, you don't want to just keep your children at home. And hide them. It seems like you're hiding them from the world or creating a bubble that they live in, and 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 uh, uh, they they won't socialize. Well, that that's not necessarily true. They just not going to socialize with the element that you may not want them to socialize with. Okay, you may not want them to socialize with people that curse and they're 
sexually active or whatever the case may be. That may not be your desire on how you want your child to be introduced to these outside uh, uh, influences and elements, which is between you and your 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 husband or your wife and your and your children and your family. That's 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 what your desire is. Okay, so the good thing about homeschooling is that you get to pick and choose who they are associating with. Uh, you get to pick and choose where they go, what class trips, because that's a way of socializing. All of these things count, trips to the museum. You know, here in Philadelphia, we have the uh, Franklin Institute. You have the, the Constitution Center, and you will be able to teach American history. You know, we got the Betsy Ross House. We got the uh, uh, Edgar Allan Poe's house. We also have Paul Robeson's house and the uh, 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 John Coltrane. Many of the the African uh, museum, the African American uh, History Museum, here in Philadelphia. So there is a plethora of of, of things to do outside the home and trips to take. And you can go as many times as you want and teach as many things as you want. And because you're doing it African-centered, you can present this with your children and you at the center of learning. Put the whole new spin, uh, like at the Constitution Center, put the whole new spin on how the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution are presented to your children. Because you are now at the center. So and 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 given a curriculum, which is already established. If you look at the Kamali Academy, and you don't care for that, they're wonderful on Facebook. They have African homeschooling. They have their own uh, uh, um, Facebook page. There are many websites dedicated to African homeschooling. Many, and 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 people, you know, uh, groups across the country that come together. On once again on Facebook and on social media, uh, parents are saying, well, what worked and what didn't work, what they have in their regions, uh, 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 what they have to offer, uh, different books, places to buy them where you can order them, you know, because you could do almost anything ordering online. And uh, 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 get yourself together for that entire year or do it in, in, in bits and pieces. You know, like September... In October, you're going to do this, and November, December, and so on and so forth. Every two months, just make sure that you have all the materials that you are going to have or need to um, have your school. So there are definitely positives to homeschooling. Uh, As I have said before, the, 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 the flip side is that you must be diligent. And dedicated, okay, you must present a foundation of, you know, however it is that you start, that's the way you want to continue. And have different projects at home for your child to learn to make them creative. Don't don't sit up there and, and do English or history, math, whatever, for an hour, and then sit them in front of a TV set. Not cool. 
then you just might as well send them on to school. And you think that I'm kidding. I, I have had children who have been homeschooled in front of me, and they were not, it was not done well at all. The children was running the school. And so, therefore, they learned absolutely nothing, and they were further behind than when the homeschooling started. In other words, mom, you know, which is not not to say that mom was necessarily negligent. It was just that if mom and pop or whomever was doing this was in way over their head. Okay, it it, it teaching is still an art. It's still a science. Still, you you. Just because it's your children doesn't mean you necessarily know how to teach your children, and that's where the downside comes in. So it's best to, to see whether or not you have the capability of doing this, that you have the ability to teach your children correctly so that they are learning, to test them correctly, to make sure that they, they are not only that you are not only teaching them, but they are, in fact, learning these lessons. Okay, well, however it is that you want to set that up. But uh, it is a viable alternative and a good one. Many, many thousands of people, African parents, are homeschooling their children in the African-centered way of life. And it is the one way where you know that that is what they are, they are, being, that they are being taught. The things that you find to be important that through your, your walk through life you, you felt that you would have been better off if you had this learning. So check it out. Look into it. I will put all these things on my website, on my Facebook page, and also on my website. I will have, um, by tomorrow, I will have the Kamali Academy um, uh, information for you and a link that you could just double-click and... Um, Go to that. Uh, again, you're listening to The Mind Beneath the School, and our topic uh, right now, which is winding up, is uh, African-centered homeschooling. Uh, please, if you're up, give me a call, 516-418-5575. Um, remember also, you know, in fact, you know, I'm just here just talking. You can listen to the archive. I find that hundreds of y'all just like to Listen to the archive. That's cool. You know, just, uh, but if you do want to call and you're up, 516-418-5575. We'll play a little something for you. Um, And then on the flip side, we're going to look at Chapter 4 of the Miseducation of the Negro. Um which is very good. We're not going to listen to the recording of it. Uh, I just want to go over some points uh, with you that uh, Ancestor uh, Dr. Carter G. Woodson uh, brought out that was important as to uh, how we are being miseducated um, and how, what that has to do with Philadelphia and uh, what, what we can do in order to uh, make that better.
Philadelphia child. Wild, mild, mind all filled with city. Fresh city, foul city, fiery city, frigid city. Philadelphia child. Mild, wild, wild flower. Watered with child power. Growing from cracks in cement sidewalks and schoolyards and playgrounds. Singular and lovely, common and ugly. Philadelphia child, piled high with visions of his story, rhythms of ghetto's glory. Richard Allen, 52-story building, Elfrist Alley, Liberty Bell rings, Sewer smells and belly swells. Class trips to Independence Hall evoke questions like, where do I fit in all of this? Four ghetto girls and barrio boys taught lessons in the voice of the founding forefathers, but those same four still ain't found their fathers. Philadelphia child, at the mercy of the public school system, at the mercy of the existence of human allegiance and government finance, dance with the element of chance, the chance to grow, the chance to fly, the chance to know, the chance to die, in body, in spirit, mind, or soul, the chance to be gold or fool, the chance to be gold or fool. Philadelphia child, Olympic hopeful, won gold medals in mattress flipping and subway sprinting, well-versed in the yo lingo, Pretzel and cheesesteak fed, Philly born and bred, tasty cake sweet or hard of head, tread and trample on, same ground Ben Franklin and the boys walked upon. Drill teams have replaced the not ready for integration declaration of interdependence players. White booted, Philly attituded, zooted up on Schuylkill Punch. They shout above drum and street stomp saying, we are here. We are here. We are here. We are here. We are. We live. We matter. We are. We live. We matter.
Philly's own Ursula Rucker, Philadelphia child. I love Ursula Rucker. Just love her music. And hopefully when I have her as a guest on my show. Um, flip side, our lesson for today. <laughs> I know it seems like I'm, I'm teaching a lesson, and uh, and I am. I in a way, you know, it's what I do. It's what I love to do. Uh, but this is such an important work. Remember, education of the Negro by ancestor uh, uh, Baba, uh Doctor Carter G. Woodson. It, it, it is just such a it, 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 it sets the stage and the tone for any about anything that you want to discuss, whether or not it's Du Bois, whether or not it's Washington, Booker T. Washington, Garvey, you know, whatever argument it is that you, especially if you're dealing with education and the sociology of African people, uh, um, this book is a good place to start. Chapter 4 deals with, you know, normally I play it and I just let you marinate, but I want to marinate for a minute and then we discuss a little bit. But this time I just wanted to bring out some points in Chapter 4. The the, the, the title of this chapter is Education Under Outside Control. And basically what uh, Ancestor Wizard is talking about is the influences of these the 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 oppressor basically teaching the oppressed which is why the public school system was not set up for african children to be successful in our own merit in our own eyes in our own way to be successful because the system was set up by our oppressor it, you 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 cannot have something that will make us successful. Yes, we do have Africans that are successful. Yes, we do who have broken through those barriers. But it's but it 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 how many out of how many? What percentage is that? It is a very small percent. It must be. Because the majority of our young black men are in prison. If, in fact, that is a truth, which it is, then this system isn't working. It isn't like, you know, well, we have 100 students, five of them are successful, so therefore this system must work. No, if you have a system that is, 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 is successful, then you have 100 students and 95 have gone on to be successful and we just didn't do right by five. That's success. What we have right now is not successful. In this chapter, the the first thing he says, the first question that is asked, in the new program of Educating the Negro, what will become of the white teachers of the race? In other words, what you going to do with all these white teachers if, in fact, because the ancestor Woodson was already talking about African-centeredness and getting rid of, of the white teachers because, in fact, they represent the oppressor and, they, and the system that taught them is the oppressor. 
So basically what you have is 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 Greek and Latin okay and and Roman and 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 all that Eurocentric teaching being taught to teachers who are now going to teach us. And he said that doesn't work. So it doesn't matter what happens to them. Um he went on to say when the author once taught in a school with a mixed faculty the white women connected with the institution would bow to him in patronizing fashion when on campus, but elsewhere they did not see him. Here's the thing. On campus, everybody's treated as a professional, white and black. You know, you got that mixed thing, and it's white people and black people. And I guess back then you nodded or you, uh, as the English say, you moved, you know, to acknowledge the president or the principal or whatever. But when you was off campus, you were still black, you were beneath them, and they didn't speak. White presidents, he goes on to say, of schools, didn't invite black people to parties and things of that nature or have faculty meetings. You were not that important. When different method of approach or what sort of appeal would one make to the Negro child that cannot be made just as well by a white teacher, someone asked not long ago. To be frank, we must concede that there is no particular body of facts that Negro teachers can impart to children of their own race that may not be just as easily presented by persons of another race if they have the same attitude as Negro teachers. But in most cases, Tradition, race, hate, segregation, and terrorism make such a thing impossible. The only thing to do in this case, then, is to deal with the situation as it is. You must accept it for what it is. You have no idea what their feelings are when you're talking about outside the black race when they walk into a classroom. If, in fact, that teacher is about to that white teacher is about to vote for Donald Trump. Do you really want that woman or man teaching your child? Because their beliefs from the outside are going to come into the classroom. We as professional teachers, scholars, facilitators are not supposed to do that, but we do. We're human. If you was a racist on the outside of the school, you was racist on the inside of the school. You may have the proper rhetoric. You may have the proper words to get by. But if, in fact, you have a problem with Africans born in America outside the school, it, you, it's going to follow you inside the school. And that's what he's saying. So you have to start all over again. You have to wipe the slate clean if you're doing an African-centered uh, a, a curriculum and teaching Africans in the way that Africans should be taught. You must wipe the slate clean, and then you start all over again. And that is not to say that you cannot find you can. There are many good Caucasian, Indian, Chinese, Japanese teachers who are capable of teaching our children in the African-centered way. But you have to make sure that you are choosing them and, and, and making sure that, 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 that they're, you are weaning them out properly. The best way to do that 
is the old saying, if you want to make sure that you're getting what you want, don't go to the barrel, go to the tree. Which means you start with somebody that is young, that is probably still in in college, that is maybe at an African at the HBCU, historically black college university, who is already trained. There are, there are many Caucasians and Japanese and Indians, et cetera, that are going to African-centered or historically black colleges and universities and pick them from the tree. Okay, last point that I wanted to make from this chapter, and we'll be going over this again because I really want to bring out some important points that uh, Ancestor Woodson uh, brings out here. The Negro will never be able to show all of his originality as long as his efforts are directed from without by those who socially proscribe him, denounce him. Such friends will unconsciously keep him in the ghetto. No matter how liberal they talk Which is why Hillary ain't getting my vote You know, I'm not just giving her my vote I'm not giving Bernie my vote I don't care how many people he marks with I don't care I don't care I just, I just don't care Okay, I, I, I really honestly don't I want my agenda to be addressed I want an African agenda to be addressed. I don't want that same old stuff over and over again. Well, we're going to provide better housing. We're going to provide better education. We're going to do this. That's what they all say. And it hasn't happened. I don't mean no harm. And I am proud that I voted for the first black president twice. But we worse off now than we was then. Unemployment is 4.9 in this country, and it is twice that. It is almost 10% in, 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 in the African community. That's insane. And that means that we have not been addressed. There were just as many. Yeah, I know he got a program. Now you want to uh, uh, make it so that if you had nonviolent crimes that you don't do a whole lot of time in, 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 in prison. And that should have been addressed. All this now, he's trying to get in there before he get out of office. That don't make me feel better. I'm sorry. It doesn't. And if the, a black man that I put in there, who I adore, but if if he can't do what 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 I what I would expect for him to do for our community and for our children, I'm not putting in any more hands. I'm done. I am finished. I am done giving Democrats my vote. And I will go to the extreme left if I have to. I will go socialist, communist, whatever it takes, and I don't care what anybody feels about it because I want this agenda to be addressed. We have been ignored for too long, way too long. I would say 40 or 50 years too long. We have waited and waited and waited, and just like Malcolm said, and we are chumps. We have been chumps, and I'm going to play that on the way out because that's what you are as a chump, and that's what we have been. And I'm tired of being one. I'm tired of the assumption being that I'm just going to give you my vote just because 
I was raised a Democrat. I know that my grandmother's rolling over in her grave, but you know what? I, I can explain it. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm holding on to my vote, and I want it to be earned. Okay, folks, my time is running nigh. Before I leave you, I just had a few announcements that I wanted to make. Um, uh P. Cole, uh, you know that I was telling you about the Philadelphia Community of Leaders. Um, if, in fact, you you know you, you, you can't quite get them online or whatever, uh, listen to them on Word. They have a hour program on Word, 900 a.m., and listen to Word anyway, 900. It is one of the few all-black-owned radio talk show stations in the United States. Uh, they come on on Sundays at 1 o'clock, and I'll be putting that on my website also, uh, Word 900 and a link right to Word 900. And it's on Sundays at, at, at uh, 1 o'clock, and it's called uh, Universal Communities, and it's the Philadelphia Community of Leaders, and it comes on Word 900 Sundays at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Also, one of my children from uh, the past, Darnell Richardson, D. Richardson Productions, is having an acting workshop. Your child is uh, uh, talented and gifted. He is having a, a, a acting workshop, and uh, the guest is going to be Anthony Payne. You know the brother who played Cole for Martin, so you might want to check that out. And I'll be having the date and the time for that on the webpage also. And finally, Black History is 365 is a, a program or a show that's going to be presented on coming up real soon on February 28th. It's going to have a, 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 a showing of Hidden Colors 4 and a spoken word production and more about that in, um, on uh, PICO, and I'll have that on my webpage also. People, the hour just goes too fast. Take care. Teach. Learn and be prepared for whatever comes your way, and I will see you next week. Niggas are scared of revolution, but niggas shouldn't be scared of revolution, because revolution is nothing but change, and all niggas do is change. Niggas come in for murder and change into pimping clothes. They're the streets to make some quick change. Niggas change their hair from black to red to blonde. And old black hair that looks for change. Niggas kill other niggas just because one didn't receive the correct change. Niggas change from men to women, from women to men. Niggas change, change, change. You hear niggas say, things are changing, things are changing. Yeah, things are changing. Nigga things into black nigga things. Black nigga things that go through all kinds of changes. The change in the day that makes them rant and rave. Black power, black power, and the change that comes over them at night as they sigh and moan. Right side. Woo, right side. Niggas always going through.